This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Interviews. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Interviews. Today we are speaking with Dr. Sanjaya Boru, veteran journalist and editor, a prolific columnist, author and former media advisor to Prime Minister Manmohan Singh. He is also the former Secretary General of the Federation of Indian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Uh, he wrote The Accidental Prime Minister, a best-selling account of his time in Manmohan Singh's PMO. The book was later made into a Bollywood film, but not without controversy. We'll talk about that today, uh, the current crisis caused by the coronavirus and India's response to it and a lot more. Dr. Baru, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Baru, we are living through which is what has been described and what we can clearly see is once in a lifetime crisis, the coronavirus pandemic. As an economist, a political analyst, and someone who has been part of the government at a very high level, what do you make of India's response to the crisis so far? Well, I think there are several levels at which uh, one can analyze the response. Uh, there is a macro level, there is the kind of micro level, and then there's the intermediate level. At the macro level, which is really at the level of the Prime Minister, the Government of India, um, we have had relentless focus on the problem. The Prime Minister has not taken his eye off the issue. Uh, and we've had the longest uh, and the most comprehensive lockdown for any country in the world. Uh, so from the, the big picture looks um, you know, reasonable when compared to many other countries, for example, compared even to the United States, where uh, it is badly handled and the number of deaths are much more uh, for a developing poor country like ours, uh, you know, the macro level things are good. At the, at the micro level, that is what I, by which I mean at the level of individuals, I think we've seen a lot of suffering, particularly of the poor uh, inability of the system as a whole. And I think there I would blame government at various levels, at the national level, at the state level, at the provincial, the district level, the inability of the government to address these challenges. So actually there have been a lot of reports uh, lately in the recent weeks, basically saying the government has not been listening even to experts which they brought in on its committees to tackle the pandemic. So that's yes. a really scary situation if they're not listening even to those people. For, let, let me make it very clear that this is a, a problem intrinsic to our system. I've often said you know, there is this thing called the Murphy's Law, which is if something yeah. can go wrong, it will go wrong. Right? It will go wrong, yes. And I've, I've said that in India, Murphy's Law operates all the time. If something can go wrong, it will go wrong. You know? And therefore, <laughs> yeah. we have to work on the assumption that things in this country can easily go wrong. Uh, the problem, I think, with the Modi government has been an excessive sense of self-confidence that we can manage everything. That you know, we are confident of managing. That confidence is not reflected in the capability. For nearly two months now, migrants have been on the roads. They have been suffering. People have been dying of exhaustion, of hunger, for want of medical attention. And everybody is seeing this. It's visible. And though it's not like there are not resources to ta tackle that, right? I mean, they're asking for minimal things. Just uh, some means of transport to go home. India is, has one of the largest railway networks in the, uh, in the world. And they're asking some food so they don't go hungry. And India's granaries are overflowing right now. The food is rotting. It's just a matter of getting these resources to these people. Why has that been very hard to do? You know, this is the second issue that has uh, that, that really requires proper explanation from the government. 
what was their approach to the migrant problem? What is the government's thinking about the migrant problem? I have not seen any clear statement from any competent person in the government as to what was their view, whether the central government or the state government. As I keep saying on television, the only person who I heard articulate a very clear view was the Chief Minister of Telangana who went on television to address a press conference and told all the migrant labor in Telangana, please do not go home. Sir, I'll take care of you. It was a very clear message. Whether he succeeded or not is a separate issue. But the fact is, at least the messaging was clear. We did not hear such clear messages from other chief ministers. And more importantly... Are you happy with the economic package announced by the government? There's been a lot of criticism of it. Many people have pointed out that it isn't actually rupees 20,000 crore, as the PM said, or even 10% of the GDP, but much, much less. And uh, also that there isn't much to relieve the suffering of the poor and the migrants in the immediate term. Uh, one, Dr. Baru, what do you make of such criticisms of the package? And two, is this package sufficient to address the fallout of the crisis, both in the short term and the long term? You see, there are three dimensions to the policy package that the finance minister has announced. First, there is a fiscal dimension. Second, there is a welfare dimension. And third, there is a policy dimension. Now, as far as the third is concerned, which is policy, a lot of the changes announced, I think basically the government took the opportunity of this current lockdown and the sense of crisis uh, engulfing the economy to do a lot of things, uh, you know, ideas which have been around for a long time. The credibility of policy is extremely important for macroeconomic policy. People have to believe that you mean what you say. And at the end of the day, the success of macroeconomic policy is built on confidence that tomorrow will be better than today. If that confidence returns to the economy, things will improve. I have no doubt things will improve. But right now, there's a lot of uncertainty because there's a sense that this government has not understood the seriousness of the problem. They have not been able to address the real issues that ordinary people are facing. And therefore, does it know what it's doing as far as the economic policy is concerned? It's a question. And I think it's responsibility of the government to address this in a credible manner. In a, you know, I, I, I do believe sincerely that the prime minister should be talking to the country on the nitty-gritty issues of policy, not simply going on television and saying, for the first time, you know, issues of class have come to the fore. The way in which we are dealing with the problem as far as middle classes are concerned, urban middle class, the way in which the problems of farmers have been addressed, the problems of uh, you know, rich peasants as opposed to poor peasants, the way in which uh, problems of workers have been addressed, of medium and small enterprise. You can see a very clear class dimension to the manner in which the uh, lockdown has been implemented and problems you know, of lockdown have been addressed. What else will it take to make healthcare a priority, public healthcare a priority, public education a priority? And what needs to change for governments from the center to down to the panchayat level to take it very seriously and really invest in this? Well, I think we are now in the middle of the change. I mean, the fact is that this pandemic and the lockdown have finally forced the issue onto the agenda. So if this does not take, as you say, you, are, you asked, what does it take, right? Well, this is what yeah. it takes. And if this does not produce results, nothing will. Right? So hopefully, the experience, experience with the lockdown 
the experience with the pandemic will actually now force political leadership at different levels to watch the full unedited interview you're going to have to subscribe to news laundry and pay to keep news free if you subscribe you breach the paywall and you get all our interviews completely unedited so may i please request you to click on the top right hand corner on the subscribe button on newslaundry.com pay to keep news free and watch this and all other unedited interviews all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.